I'm Casey Barrett. And I'm Manny Davidson. And I'm Jack Mark. And this past weekend, we saw a lot of head-to-head games in SEC play, and we're going to analyze those and see what it can mean for the rest of the season as it gets closer to the end. So first and foremost, obviously, we're going to start off with Auburn LSU. Auburn has been starting out these first halves strong. Um, these past two SEC games, they've led 14-0, and then they blew the lead in the last quarter. So what do you guys think that means for these bigger games that are coming up as they go into the second half? Bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of ironic because I feel like under Gus Malzahn, we were a very much second-half team under his coaching, and now it seems to flip-flop. If you can't finish, you can't win football games. I mean, you saw that, 14 unanswered points. And, yeah, if you start off strong but can't finish strong, then that's our, the rest of their season's going to look like this weekend. Yeah, we had some odd play calls towards the end of the game that definitely hurt us, especially uh, using that timeout early in the third, going, on, uh, going for that fourth down. Uh, that could have helped us a lot late in the game. But – I think if we just would have stuck to the run instead of trying to force some throws, that probably would have helped us later in the game. And I want to look at, obviously, Robbie Ashford, who he started again for the second game over the two that are hurt and Holden. And one thing that makes him stand out is that key factor of his rush game. Um, he's quick. He can run the ball. But his passing is what keeps coming up short. He threw one interception, and I think every game that he's been in, he's thrown an interception, which that's not good if you're a quarterback. I mean, he'll come with experience over time because, I mean, he's, he's this is what his, like, second start. He's, he's redshirt, right? He's been a redshirt freshman, I want to say, because he came from Oregon. His deep ball seems to sort of be there. I mean, he's thrown because he's had some, especially this week and last week, he had some very tight window throws that he just got by. But overall, the slant passes, that we, it was a lot of passes that went to the, into the dirt. Yeah. A couple times, too, what they were talking about, is the receivers weren't running their routes correctly. Robbie was – it actually showed him on TV. He was yelling at a couple of the receivers, telling them how they ran too early or cut too early. So I think all around it's just a miscommunication on his part and the receiver's part. We saw as well in the first half there was one play where I believe it was getting close to the red zone and Robbie threw it to a receiver who wasn't even looking at the ball. So I think that's just a big – besides his passing, I think communication is one of his biggest things that he needs to work on, even though he is so young. Another player I want to look at is the LSU offense, since obviously we're going to talk about all different SEC teams. LSU's offense, Jaden Daniels makes his debut on the Plains. That's a big change, I think, from Max Johnson last year, who now is with the Aggies. Um, what did you guys see from the LSU offense that maybe really gave them that – fire to come back and win well daniels i mean he very elusive there was one play he they kept trying to grab at his shoelaces and he just got out of it you he got out of a lot of you know what could have been sacks got away from Derek hall you saw and then just got the run game going and that's what kind of changed we could not stop it for because they had a lot of incompletions to start the game but once they just stuck to the run for a bit that's when it all changed and they started getting some movement downfield you can really see his improvement, too, as a quarterback. He's gotten bigger. He's been able to run more. I think they said he put on 42 pounds since last year because he was a little guy. <laughs> <laughs> but you just see a big improvement. He was able to buckle down and make the improvements that they needed to and something we need to work on. Yeah, and like we just said, we saw that quarterback change from Max Johnson. And now let's look at him during the A&M game. 
Um, they're really back and forth. A loss to App State, a loss to Mississippi State, which they're unranked teams, but during those two weeks, they also took down ranked Arkansas and U Miami. So what do you guys think that their differing momentum is coming from? I think it's just typical of Texas A&M. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's always been. <laughs> they would ha- they would beat Bama, and then their season would just go down. Mm-hmm. I think that that's just Jimbo Fisher. I think that's just how it's going to look for the rest of the year for them, honestly. Yeah, uh, and especially this game, Will Rogers definitely out-dueled um, Johnson for sure. And, I mean, look, I kind of – I was feeling Mississippi State, especially looking at the spread because – uh, Vegas actually had them favored, I want to say, if I remember correctly. And A&M's kind of just a really shaky program at the moment. Kind of similar to Auburn, but I would say doing a lot better. <laughs> Very, it's kind of ups, it has a lot of ups and downs throughout the year. And more just, ups than Auburn. Yeah, definitely more ups. But uh, I'd probably say it's probably better to have more downs right now because you don't want to get the expectations going late in the season. And I want to look at Will Rogers. That's a name you don't hear often. And Mississippi State as a whole, you don't hear often. But I think this A&M game, that was an eye-opener for people to maybe think that they are a team that you should consider if they, if you're playing at home a threat. And they did have an upset, though, with LSU in the beginning of the season. So what do you guys think about that compared to the A&M game? I think it was early in the season. They were it was new, you know, it was what their second, third game. And I think it's a lot to rebuild, a lot. Did they play at LSU? That's an awful environment to play in, too. That's hard for any team to play in. And for it to be the third game, I think that's what happened. Yeah, it's definitely a lot tougher when it comes to college, especially to have, like, uh, to find your rhythm late in the season compared because you're pretty much out of it in the playoffs if you don't start off hot pretty much. But I think right now they're just gonna fi- they're finding their stride on offense, and um, especially if Will Rogers keeps playing like this, they could be a threat going forward. Yeah, and let's go back to A and M because if you keep up with college football, especially the SEC, over the summer, Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher, that showdown is next weekend. What do you guys think is gonna be probably the most key factor between that? Well, I think for the A and M Alabama game, it's. It's going to come down to, like, I know Bryce Young was, he's so far cleared, if I remember correctly. He wasn't too serious of an injury, but still, obviously, getting injured in this sport is a little bit different from any other sport. It's something that's going to linger with you throughout the season because he's going to still take some hits. That's still going to probably get aggravated. I, I think uh, A&M, if they can just keep up without them, but, I mean, that's a very tough task for them because, I mean, you look at Arkansas with a very good offense with K.J., and they could not keep up with them. They struggled. I mean, out of those de- defense isn't like amazing. Obviously, it's not at the level of Georgia or honestly, you could say even Auburn at times. But because they're a little bit more shaky, their their main thing with Alabama is you keep up with them, you have a chance to win the game. Um, so I, I think look for Johnson to if he can stay um, calm in the pocket and just just connect on those throws, they'll be fine. And it is at Tuscaloosa, but I think without Bryce Young or Bryce Young maybe not playing to his full potential, they could have a better shot than they're already the underdogs by 24 points, but I think if Bryce Young is not at his full capacity, they could have a spot right there. Um, With Bama in mind, let's look at the Arkansas-Bama game. That third quarter seemed close. They kept it close. Cam Little, his redemption game. Um, he missed the tying field goal last week against A&M, 
but he was two for two this week against the Crimson Tide, which kept them in, like I said, during the third quarter. But then we saw Bama come out. Um, but it was really like we were just talking about. That Alabama defense is able to come back and able to overpower these games, um, even though Bryce Young did get hurt. What did you guys see in this game that maybe was a little more eye-opening, either for the Razorbacks or for Alabama? I think it ultimately comes down to the coaching because like they had their star quarterback get injured, so then it goes around to, okay, the coach needs to utilize this quarterback, know his talents, work to his talents. And I just think Arkansas, they couldn't do that. I think it came down to a coaching battle, and Nick Saban won. Yeah, they definitely couldn't guard Gibbs. Oh, I mean, no. he had 200 yards in that game. Uh, you don't really see that very often, I would say, in college as much. That's that's a big game for a receiver, especially. I mean, that's typical Alabama. Alabama's had so many receivers go on to the league. Oh, yeah. And it's just – it's tough to guard them. I mean, it's going to be like – no matter who you have uh, behind center pretty much. I'm not saying Bryce Young is bad, but, like, it, it definitely helps them having those, like, five-star receivers – coming out there to run routes and it's hard to defend but it's hard then to defend Bama. Yeah, yeah in general yeah and then you have it's just having one of the probably the best coach probably ever do it right now in college football with, with Saban it's, he's I think they're still at the top of the mountain and they I think they'll be there for still for a bit and on that top of the mountain a lot of people have been seeing Georgia up there but mm. I know one game that everybody had on was Mizzou Georgia Let's talk about that. They, Mizzou held that lead for the entire game until the last four minutes when this game was ultimately decided by the Georgia running backs. They were the ones who put the ball in the end zone and got away with it. A lot of people talk about Stetson Bennett, how, how good he is, but I just, I just don't think this is his game. You know, I really I don't think he's Heisman. Where I, don't think, I think he's an average guy with an outstanding team. He has insane receivers, an insane O-line, and the running, he has running backs to always have a run game established. Georgia's always had good running backs with, like, Nick Chubbs, Todd Gurley. I think he's just given the tools for him to be amazing. Yeah, I mean, uh, Bowers is just he's, – he's something else for Georgia. I mean, like, their tight ends overall are really great. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bowers has that, like, Kelsey ability where he's just going to be the main threat, and it's, he's just impossible pretty much to guard. But Missouri overall did a great job of limiting those um, weapons that Georgia has and obviously went up early in that game. But I don't think I really had a doubt for Georgia because that goes back to, you know, coaching. When you have a coach, let's say, like Kirby Smart, he's been there. These teams have been there. They're, there's not really a doubt. You know, you kind of can see it coming as soon as they start slowly scoring. It's So I think it's going to look – um, different next week for Georgia. Yeah, and what do you guys think that means for Auburn? I mean, a lot of people were downing on Auburn for going into overtime against Mizzou, and it, yes, it was at home, but now Georgia's being held back by the other Tigers. So do you guys think that's maybe a positive for Auburn going into Athens? I think it's definitely a positive. I think it can definitely boost the team and like boost the chemistry and hype, and that's something we need going into Georgia. Everyone's already picking us to lose so I think looking at the Missouri game I think that's gonna really help the Auburn team because hey if Missouri can do it we beat Missouri wasn't pretty but we still did (laughs) I think looking at that they can be like well why can't we go into Athens and upset the number two Georgia yeah I I think I'm gonna be the opposite I think I'm gonna be the pessimist (laughs) of this uh I think we're probably gonna see the wrath 
of Georgia, especially since it's going to be at Athens uh, last week. They played at Missouri. Um, you know, having that hype behind the home crowd is definitely going to be behind them. Um, there is a little bit of hope, but I feel like definitely Coach Smart's going to rally the troops, oh, and yeah. we're going to either see something that's not fun to watch as an Auburn fan or, or some uh, something that's going to be a big tease, as it was last week with <laughs> LSU. Um, but we'll see. I think uh, it'll be an interesting one. And like you guys mentioned, it's that Georgia defense. And with our shaking off, shaky offense against a dominant Georgia defense, I I really want to stay positive, but I don't I don't know about this one. I'm still picking Auburn for my college pick <laughs> that I got to. Uh, I will going back to Auburn real quick. Uh, that defense especially will have a very easy read mm-hmm. on Robbie because. <laughs> Majority of the time, Robbie rolls out to his right, and that's just been very obvious. Uh, he rolled out, I think, a couple times to his left. I know uh, one was an incompletion late in the game, overthrew the receiver. But it's he's been too predictable, but that comes with like such a fresh quarterback that's new to this, like playing at the SEC level and just having to deal with these SEC defenses. Uh, definitely a learning curve, but I think eventually he'll get the hang of it. Well, a few good SEC matchups again coming this weekend as the conference remains pretty rattled. So I'm excited to see those outcomes and excited to see Auburn against Georgia, which hopefully it'll be a shocking ending, but we will see. That's going to wrap it up for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to check out our website and our Twitter for more Auburn news at The Plainsman, and we will see you next Tuesday. (laughs) 